my friends, this is Andy and Hedy coming to you live from Orange County, California for the Living Fearless Devotional. There we go. Hey, here we are for the Living Fearless Devotional. On ResurrectMinistry.com, <laughs> where you can find all of our content to deepen your relationship with Christ. Yes, we have Bible resources, worship bands, pastors to listen to. Uh, there's, a, there's a lot of cool stuff, I think. Bible uh, books to read. And drop us a line if you have any suggestions for what we should add. Uh, we love to read your comments. And also, if you care to donate, is a Donate Now button. Absolutely. We have Lisa Wood visiting us uh, visiting Hi, us Lisa. already this morning. This morning. Oh, my gosh. I, I uh, Restart. <laughs> hey, if I have a sneezing fit, I got a little bit of a cold starting. So uh, I just got done with uh, 33 sneezes. Just so you know. Hey, Cindy Hauser, how you doing? Hi, Cindy. Oh, my goodness. I haven't finished listening to your testimony, Cindy, but wow. Wow. Oh, I heard that. Yeah, I, you heard a part of it. I heard a part of it. Yeah. I wanted to listen to her message Cindy, today. you're amazing. <laughs> so, so I'm so honored and blessed to know you, we got as a... all of our listeners, but Cindy's been sharing quite a bit with us, and it's been awesome. Yes, for sure. Um, we had a busy day today. We did. Extremely nice. busy. We end up talking Happy about Sunday. a little bit later on, but uh, we're going to get right to Charles Spurgeon. And the uh, book that we're reading from is Morning by Morning, devotional by Charles Spurgeon with uh, uh, editorial by, oh, Rich. No, what's his name? Jim Ryman. Jim Ryman. <laughs> Rich. We've only been doing this for almost a year. Jim Ryman. Uh, so we are here on March 12th. And the reference is Matthew 5, 43, that says, love your neighbor. Full stop. Hedia. Yes. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Message to me. Charles Spurgeon says, love your neighbor. Perhaps he is rolling in money and you are poor and you see yourself sleeping on your little cot right next to his elegant mansion where he holds the most elegant banquets using the finest linens. Do not forget, however, that God has given him these things. So do not covet his wealth or wish him ill will, but be content with where God has placed you. And if you can, if you cannot better your position, do not look at your neighbor wishing he would become like you. Instead, love him, for then you will not envy him. On the other hand, perhaps you are rich and live next to the poor. Do not despise having to call them your neighbors, but come to terms with the fact that you are commanded to love them. The world thinks of them as their inferiors, but what makes them inferior? They are much more your equals than inferiors. For from one man, God made every nation of men that they should inhabit the whole world or earth. Only your coat is better than theirs. But you are by no means better than they are. That's a word. They are people. Are you more than that? Nope. So be careful to love your neighbor, even if he is dressed in rags and has fallen into the depths of poverty. Yet perhaps you say, I can't love my neighbors because even with all I do for them, I only get ingratitude and contempt in return. That's all the more reason to exhibit the heroism of love. Ugh, thanks a lot. <laughs> Do you want to be a feather bed of ease warrior instead of warring the rough fight of love? He who risks the most will win the most. And if the path of love is rough, boldly march across it, still loving your neighbors through thick and thin. Heap burning coals on his head. And if your neighbor is hard to please, don't seek to please him. Seek to please your master. And remember, if your neighbors spurn your love, your master has not. Amen. For your kind deed is an acceptable is as acceptable to him as though it had been acceptable to them. So good. <laughs> love your neighbor, for in doing so, you are following in the footsteps of Christ. Wow. What, what can you say? Just good advice. Dang. And. I, I love the point, which is what I always try to do in, in any any act of service that I feel like the Lord is calling me to is that I'm doing it for the Lord. I'm not doing it for that person. Their reaction is almost in, almost irrelevant mm -hmm. uh, because 
we're seeking to please the master, not the person. If yeah. we if we think of everything in life that way, it would make difficult situations so much easier, wouldn't it? Yes. Yes. For those hard to love people, wouldn't that make it easier? This Hi, uh, this might as well have my my name in it <laughs> when it comes to yeah dealing yeah. with the yep there it is. I love them enough to tell them to get a job. I don't know why that's such a bad thing. <laughs> it's, but it's not about that. Well, I mean, maybe the Lord puts that on your heart. But if that's not what he puts on your heart, then what your flesh thinks is irrelevant. But sometimes mm. he just wants us to do things to grow us. It's not about the other person at all. He wants us to step out of our comfort zone. He wants us to exercise random acts of kindness. He wants us to love people that may be unlovable, regardless of whether, I mean, Spurgeon, remember, is writing in a context where, first of all, everybody knows their neighbors. And second, the, the dynamic between rich and poor is probably the most significant thing. But I think in our day and age, it's not just that dynamic. Mm -hmm. It's different political views. It's uh, uh, people of different faiths or, you know what I mean? Is that the... It's it's hard to love the people that you don't want to love. It's easy to love the people you want to love. It's easier, right? Yeah, yeah. But loving the people that you don't want to love. Now, there's oh. the. And then we listen to uh, Cindy Hauser's uh, voice mail that she leaves us uh, about her ministry of the Airbnb and and uh, making a home for the homeless. Yes. And I I feel so. So guilty. <laughs> I was trying to think of another word, but uh, I go, oh my gosh. I mean, that is so, it's so amazing. And I just, I got to change my, I got to change my way of thinking and my, and, and look at this devotional. Maybe I need to, to take this devotional and, and tape it to the mirror yeah, for a go. while. Or until just, just tape, love your neighbor. This may be one of my, I have, a, I have a, a, a bunch of sins, but I think this might be one of my, my bigger difficulties of, uh, of understanding this. I mean, I, and I, I love difficult people. You know yeah. this, I mean, I really love difficult yeah, you really people. really don't have a. No, I kind of smile at them when they become difficult and, yeah. and, and have a heart for them. And, and quite heart. often I can kind of turn them around. Yes. I mean, we had a, a Demo Democrat that was in uh, in social media, bad mouthing me and called me the the uh, well, it was the leader. Uh, no, what was it? It was the the king of the of the douchebags of the ignorant douchebags. That's yes. what it was. I was forgetting that word. So I was king of the ignorant douchebags. But she wrote, not knowing that I would see it. She was in a in a in somewhat of a private group. Yes. That I got forwarded the the screenshot of her saying in this guy named Andy Falco. He's the king of the ignorant douchebags Yes, and uh, private messenger. Or I might have posted first saying, uh, thank you. I didn't know I was even nominated <laughs> and uh, I appreciate the promotion. Um, and then she found it slightly humorous. Uh, and then we ended up private messaging each other and then met for coffee. Uh, and I told you about it. I, want, yes. I don't want people to think that I met with a woman. For coffee yeah i was there hey and you were there <laughs> i was there because she's cute <laughs> and uh we've become friends and uh now she's part of the, the i wouldn't i don't know if necessarily she's part of our conservative group now uh but she's she she shows up at the conservative rallies that we have and yeah. and uh and so the, there there is um an example of showing them love i didn't hate on her i didn't call her a name back so i have that ability yes so I just want to share with you people that think I'm a horrible person about the homeless. He's not just a, he's not just a porcupine. <laughs> that I, I, I really do have a heart to, for difficult people and to try to bring them to a place of, of, uh, yes. of smiling. And, and I uh, mean, even the guy that you fight with on your Facebook posts, yeah. you make very funny retorts to his very mean comments. <laughs> We haven't, we haven't changed him though. He actually gave me a thumbs up on one of my other posts. It was just a joke. It was, really? it was about uh, potatoes. I forget what it was. Potatoes can be vodka. They can be potato chips. They can be a whole bunch of things. It's, you get it, and then it says, it seems like the other vegetables aren't even trying. <laughs> 
<laughs> and he actually gave me a thumbs up on that one. So I, I, I must I might have made a little bit of a breakthrough with uh, with Mark. But um, yeah, I don't know. I, 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 I've talked about it before, so I'm not going to go too deep into it. But it's just this thing with homeless. Being a police officer, um, we deal with a lot of homeless that um, are uh, you know, alcoholics, you know, um, uh, abusers of narcotics. And, and many of them are straight out of prison that never seem to get their act together and uh, and contend with a lot of uh, crimes that are against other homeless people, mostly. Um, I've, I, as a sex crimes detective, I dealt with uh, homeless on homeless, you know, rapes and, oh, uh, yeah, and sex that crimes, that kind of stuff. With, and then shopping cart. In the shopping cart. Yeah, it was, it was bad. Oh. So um, those things are a little bit difficult to get over. And I know it's not all homeless. I know that, but it, it makes it a little bit. Rough. Kate makes a really good point. And this is yeah. something actually we were reading in First Thessalonians. She says, I'm reading Tozer at the moment. And he mm. was saying that we can truly love when we empty our hearts of ownership of things, others and of ministry and him only, then his um, life flows. And interestingly enough, I think I finally understood agape love. So agape love is a love, the unconditional love that comes from God. Mm. It is a love that only God is capable of. So we were reading 1 Corinthians 13, love is kind, love doesn't envy, love doesn't boast, you know, all those mm -hmm. descriptions. Yep. The word there is agape. It's not human love. So it the, the commandment is to have God's agape love flow through us to other people. And that to me was such a revelation because I was like, because you, most people, when you read this first Corinthians 13, it's like the love, like marriage relationship passage. You look at it, you're like, I am not capable of this in any way, you know? Um, but we're not intended to be capable of it. We're supposed to be reservoirs of it. So we're asking for, to first of all, understand what God's agape love is. And second, to find a way for it to flow through us by emptying ourselves of everything else. And that's the same thing as love God with all your heart and all your might and all your soul and yeah. love your neighbor is that it's not love from your flesh. It's his love. That makes it easier Yeah. because when you're trying to pull from it, that uh, something that's supposed to be like instinctual or native to us, it's a lot it's it's a much more complicated procedure as opposed to oh lord empty me of me and allow your love to flow through me to others mm -hmm. does that make sense yes I, it was the revelation to me i was like oh yeah i, I get agape love and i was like oh wait a minute it's agape <laughs> love that i'm supposed to give out not my love because my love is so finicky and it's conditional and it's got all these things attached to it <laughs> but mm. god's love now that is perfection. Now, this is uh, it, it's, it's so horrible that I just now had this thought while you were talking because you're, you're so you're so right because I was so uh, in love with that blanket that you gave that homeless woman <laughs> that I went out and bought my own blanket. Yes, just he like literally did. He went out and bought the homeless woman's blanket just because he was very envious so, of her. I was envious of a homeless person receiving that blanket. <laughs> So those of you that are listening for the first time on Pastor Jack Hibbs uh, network, I apologize for these first <laughs> couple shows where I share so much about myself, but um, I, I'm a work in progress. Uh, God, God has uh, been chipping away some of these. Amen. This hard May heart. he continue to, to replace our heart of stone with the heart of flesh. Yes. I have another thing that happened today that uh, I'll share a little bit later on, but uh, I don't want to go away from this devotional. Um can we, uh, can you mind reading what Jim had to say? Because I thought that was also pretty good. Oh, we had something pop up with. Have you heard Corey Ten Boom's testament of God's love flowing through her to forgive her concentration camp guard? Oh, no. Um, have you heard that? It sounds familiar. I think okay. I might, I do, I, maybe the name's just not clicking, but I remember hearing a woman talking about that. And it may That's have been beautiful. the same woman. That's yeah. definitely what it would take. Yeah, we're going to we're gonna have to check that out. Uh, so Jim so, says, Jim, uh, when Jesus was asked by one of the teachers of the law of all the commandments, which is most important. And he replies, the most important one is this here. O Israel, the Lord, our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord, your God, with all your heart and all your soul, with all your mind and with all your strength. This of course, of course, is a quote from Deuteronomy, um, six, um, four through five. 
Jesus then continued by quoting Leviticus 19.18, saying, second is this, love your neighbor as yourself. There is no commandment greater than these. It's from Mark 12.31. What a beautiful teaching, for if we truly love the Lord, we will not want to grieve him by sinning. And if we love others, we will not desire to sin against them either. And this is why Paul said, let no debt remain outstanding except the continuing debt to love one another. For he who loves his fellow man has fulfilled the law. The commandments do not commit adultery, do not murder, do not steal, do not covet. All or whatever those commandments may be are summed up in this one rule. Love your neighbor as yourself. That's Romans 13, 8 and 9. And it's so true because you exactly what the example he gave is you wouldn't be jealous or envious of your neighbor. You would not covet, um, nor would you steal from someone else, nor would you commit adultery and harming not only the person you're having adultery with, but your spouse. And of course you wouldn't murder. That's killing another life. All of that is encompassed within loving mm -hmm. your neighbor as yourself. This is, this reminds me of the message we heard today. And I'm, I'm going to mention the, the church we went to today was uh, kindred um, with Philip de Corsi as the pastor. And uh, his message today really firmed up a, I wouldn't say that it was a weak understanding, but it was just it was just another confirmation of when we live our life, and this is so obvious, and I know that I'm saying something that is so obvious to the Christian, but when we live our life, we are to live our life for God from the moment we woke, open our eyes to, to take on the day. That, that, that that's like everything you do. Yes. And you're in again and in your marriage and with your kids. And, and when you walk out the door is that you ask God to to give you the the direction for the day to give you what it is that you need to yeah. do to honor him, which includes, you know, helping out somebody that needs help. Amen. That is um, poor and in despair. Um, and that what you just read is just another one of those things that you do it for God. Right. No matter how difficult it is or, you know, how it takes you out of your way or you cost have to make a decision, cost you something, including pride and ego. And just to do it for God and to put yes. your, your ego aside and put your self aside. Ugh. Uh, Elisa saying she's in a study of one, two, three, John, and learned so much about love. Yes. She said, right on, Andy. Revolutionary. <laughs> Changes our perspective on everything that happens in the day. Let's get to some of the scripture, and I want to talk about something else eventually. But uh, Matthew 5, 43 and 44. Love for your enemies. You have heard it said that you love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I tell you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. A very common scripture um it is how much do we actually execute in our lives right and it's not in enemies is a strong word but it's even mm -hmm. even if you if he's telling you to do that to your enemies what about people that are just ornery you know what i mean yeah. love those people because it's easy to love people that love you back Henri. you like that word yeah i really like that word ornery just ornery. my mom used to say all the time ask me why are you being so ornery <laughs> or you're being ornery a lot of things you like do every so often you'll say so funny? i go my mom used to say that <laughs> so funny Acts seventeen twenty six. from one man he made all the nations that they should inhabit the whole earth and he marked out their appointed times in history and the boundaries of their lands again we are one race with many peoples in nations and ethnicities and languages and tongues we are not more than one race i really love that theory yeah i love that reality should i say Proverbs 25, 21, and 22. If your enemy is hungry, give him food to eat. If he is thirsty, give him water to drink. In doing this, you will heap burning coals on his head, and the Lord will reward you. All right. All right. <laughs> Can you think of anybody in particular, Chefs? <sighs> yeah. Yeah. Yep. What about you guys? You guys have any stories? That's sparking anything in you? <laughs> it's making Lisa laugh. <laughs> yes, and yes, Andy has a blankie now. It is. Yes. And then who stole it? Uh, Last night. My daughter. <laughs> Lisa, Alcoholics Anonymous taught ego, easing God out. <laughs> oh, that's good. 
I haven't heard that before. Right. So true. <laughs> so. Uh, and I have a, a side note story uh, I don't want to tell too. You do yours. I was just saying, so to, um, uh, so we went to. Um, Kindred we, only because we were late and we couldn't make it all the way to yeah. Chino. So we visited a, a Kindred where I go for a men's breakfast once a month with my crew uh, in my men's group. And so we went to their service today. Uh, Philip de Corsi is a, a, an Irishman. I would say he was Scotsman, but I guess he he's Irish. He sounds so much better in person. Oh. It's really hard on the YouTube. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> really? Much better in person. It was a great message. It really was. Oh, my gosh. Ephesians. But it took a while to get to that message. And this is my story about, you know, love. Is that uh, they had uh, baptisms today. And they pulled in this little big, little round, Bathtub. like jacuzzi, um, into the sanctuary and had four men. Yes. That came in. And uh, I well, was their life stories. <laughs> so I know Lisa just recently had one and they made her cut her down to two, two paragraphs. Lisa, these people bought books like notebooks to read. <laughs> so there's my there's my thing. And so the first guy got up and I, and I thought it would have you been. And I are two people yeah, about, oh, we're so such know, horrible people. So I know we're both sitting there. <laughs> like, going, these people really? are, are, are taking a step, a, a public uh, uh, yeah, of, uh, of of their faith, of their of their given faith, that they want to be washed clean yes. in front of an audience of of other Christians, and and I've never been a part of something like this where they were told to prepare a That's statement. The way I did it too. Oh, really? Mm -hmm. oh. Carolina. Wow. And they read their statement. It's different than a thousand people being dunked at Paradise Cove. Yeah. And so the first guy comes up there, and I'm and I'm seeing the paper that he has, and there's a lot of stuff written on it, and he's got multiple pages. <laughs> Yes. Plastic, plastic. Oh wait. So, so this guy, and I'm thinking, really? He's not, there's no way he's gonna read that whole thing. Oh, I want to get, did. I want to get the Philip. Oh, he did. I wanna, he I started get... it when he, he was a 72 year old man, and he started yeah. when he was young. Yeah, I, I was born. And yes. As soon as somebody starts, with, I was born, and That's the guy 70... was 72 years old. You know, this is gonna be a long story. And 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 this is, brings me to the to the devotional. Is that I'm fighting my flesh. It's like, bro, it, it, we can go out to coffee. You can tell me your story. I, I, I want to get to Philip. I came here to listen to Philip Pastor. Did you have Did you have that same feeling? I'm not going to admit it. But, okay, and then here it comes. This is where God steps in. He gets a, about, you know, maybe 10 paragraphs in. No, I don't know. A few paragraphs in. And I start to cry. I saw that. Oh, my gosh. His story, his testimony was awesome and i, I loved love it. it and i really really uh connected with a lot of stuff that yes, that he said i thought you would so then i'm thinking well surely the other three <laughs> <laughs> you know you have maybe like a, a 16 by 9 card or whatever those things are called five no, by nine no, no, no. there were no cards <laughs> there, folks. The, the next guy has two sides <laughs> No, he brings out a notebook. And yeah. Uh, yeah, he's the notebook guy. He's a notebook and, guy. Uh, and I'm going, you got to be kidding me. I was born in L.A. or wherever, yeah. you know, whatever. And here he goes, about halfway into his testimony. There I am, oh. balling again. It, it hits another chord. And I'm going, wow. That is, God, I love so hearing the story. And I'm so happy that I came today to listen to these two testimonies, to, to hear um, how God worked in their life that um, he's not there. Those two men were not different than I, that um, I'm not alone in some of the things I feel and some of the things that have happened to me in my life. It was, it was, it was uh, for me out of the 400, 500, however many people feel that, that sanctuary, the, the yes. messages were for me to take away and say, yes, you, 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 you got visited by the same God that visited them. Amen. In the, in the same desperation of living in their flesh. Yes. Guy number three gets up. Is that the young guy? No, he's the third guy. guy. The third guy. <laughs> and he gets up and he's got another. I go, you got to be kidding me. <laughs> We're sitting through uh, 45 minutes of baptism. Four guys. 45 minutes of baptism. The next guy's story just as incredible. Yes. And then finally the fourth guy, a young guy, uh, whose father uh, in him had a, had a relationship. And this one killed me yes. because my father and I, uh, and my mom, we, uh, you know, lost connection and, uh, <laughs> and, um, I and, thought that would have and, uh, at, at the time that they were estranged, just like my parents, his father died. 
and he was angry and and then also wondered even though he had not necessarily had a, a great relationship with god uh cursed god and then went to his father's house after he had died and saw that he had a bible next to his bed <clears throat> a a poster on the wall that had the, the the steps in the sand where you're walking side by side and then there's one where god is carrying you um and other remnants of of a because even though he didn't have a strong relationship with god that he was angry at god he was still concerned whether his father was going to heaven mm. like that's what he went to go look for evidence that his father was a believer and then you remember the story about do you remember his part of his story where he did he open up the bible to john and it's just so somehow something happened that maybe the bible was opened up to him or one of the first messages he heard once he went to church was john and his dad's name was john which yes. I mean, isn't yes. a huge stretch considering john's a pretty popular name but yes. you just saw all these little connections that this god was restoring god restoring him and bringing him to christ and i just go oh my gosh you gotta be kidding me and i just like i could not the waterworks could would not Aww. stop i said these these four people that i at first had disdain for <laughs> because i wanted the message <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like going, Andy, you are such, what is wrong with you? Sorry, I'm drooling. What is wrong with you? You're such a horrible person. And then God's going, no, I know, Andy, I know who you are. I know, watch this. Watch what I do here. I'm going to like, I'm going to I'm gonna soften your heart. I'm going to chisel away that Aww, cement that covers your heart and, and give you give you what it is you need to hear today. And it was the the message of those four men was equal uh, to the message we got from from Philip, which That's was ex outstanding, and the music was amazing today. On top of it all, the worship was outstanding. So yes. I'm so happy that we we found our way there and went. But uh, well, um, it was great. It was pretty good. So, so. Ray was uh, Kate <laughs> um, listened at Cavalry today, and it was Ray Comfort, a fellow Kiwi, uh, uh, grew up and got straight saved through street witnessing in Auckland in 1969, and he was around then too. It's not wow. amazing. He's been doing this forever. Yep. How was the message, Kate? Yeah, we'll listen to it later. Yes. Um, and then Lisa saw Frank Turek, a guest speaking at Godspeak, and he spoke in his book, I Don't Have Enough Faith to Be an Atheist, and continue tonight at mm. 5.30. Yes, awesome presentation. He's done that at, at uh, Chino Hills, too. And she got the slide right. presentation Great. for free. Yep. Yes. He's awesome. Frank's awesome. He's just giving you some hearts and giving LFD some hearts now that we know what that acronym means. LFD. <laughs> 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 it was really funny because um, they really roll out the red carpet for their guests at Kindred. And the lady. <laughs> that was the first. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that one. Thank you for that. And the lady was so cute because she's like, are you here for the baptism? And we're like, oh, no, we've, we've, we've passed that part. And then she was just going on. And on. Andy's like, is she selling us a timeshare? And I was like, I, you know, I don't really know. Um, and, uh, and then we. I she had know, a bag and brochures and everything. Oh, and she was she like. She had all kinds. She was, like, she was it was a it was a hard sell. It was a hard sell. And then I was just like, well, we just do a devotional. So we go around um, kind of commenting on churches. And she's she's just like, uh oh, <laughs> she just was aghast, you know, like as if I was committing heresy. She was like, oh, OK, well, welcome. And I was like, don't worry, we're not going to bag on your church. We love we love right. Philip. I love Philip. It's always nice. It's always friendly. Yeah. Like, oh, wait, actually, sometimes it's not. <laughs> but anyways, I was like, we should. We should do that at every church. Walk and be like, "Yes, we're church critics. We're here to review your church." <laughs> How horrible. Is there such a thing? No, because oh. it's horrible. We should start something new. That's just horrible. Oh, she's saying. Uh, oh. Cindy's saying she talked about you all at our church. Yay. Oh, I gotta listen. We should listen to that. Hi, time. Spirit Wind View. Oh, what's happening? Why is oh, I have, to, I have to hide that one first. Yeah. Hi there. Nice to see you. Spirit Wind View. So can yes. I tell my totally off-topic story? Yes. Which is different than your story. But I, um, Andy knows, I listen to these um, young guys who do this thing called Remnant Radio. They're charismatics, uh, but they love to bring on people to exchange ideas, debate ideas. So they always, uh, they bring on pre-tribbers, um, amillennialists, um, fellow, uh, fellow um, Pentecostal preachers, healers, all kinds of people, and they debate them. This guy today, if you were ever involved in the New Age movement, oh, uh, Kate, you are. So I'm going to send you this link, or I, maybe I'm going to post that on Facebook. The most brilliant young man that was refuting this book called Physics of Heaven, 
um, and talking about how dangerous it is to um, infuse new age practices in the church. And he explained what the practices were and why it is against God. And it is just such a brilliant explanation. So if any of you are curious about um, the new age stuff and um, how it aligns or does not align with Christ. So like, for example, he did, <laughs> they asked him about Christian yoga and he says, okay, how about if I, I, if I turn the question around to you and say, how do you feel about giant shrimp? Guys, <laughs> like, wait, I love shrimp. And he's like, no, it's an oxymoron. There's no such thing as a giant shrimp. He's like, and he explained in elaborate detail how the sun salutations and the positions of um, of yoga are specifically designed to create a state in Brahmism in, in Hinduism. Oh. And and he went in in great detail explaining. He's like, so you cannot engage in those practices and say that it's Christian. He's like, there's nothing Christian about it. And so then they came back with, okay, wait a minute. I know a bunch of people on this podcast right now are flipping out because they do a version of Christian yoga. And he's like, listen, if you want, he's like, there's black and white. What is definitely unbiblical. And then there's gray. He's like, so if you're telling me there is a Christian pastor who is doing calisthenics exercises of sorts and not calling them sun salutations and not using any of the, um, wrong, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And he's just doing some form of exercise. Um, fine. He's like, but why do we want to contort things in such a fashion in order to make the unjustifiable justified? Mm. He's like, it, he's like, what does it matter? It doesn't matter what my opinion is or what your opinion is. He says, what matters is, is it acceptable to God? So what we need to ask ourselves before we engage in any of these practices is, would God find this pleasing? Am I pleasing God? Because that may get you a very different answer. Then is this okay for me? But is it okay to him? Are you honoring God? Mm. Um, another example he gave was, and these are all examples from the book, basically saying the, the book's premise, as he describes it, I have not read the book, uh, was that there are hidden secrets in mystic traditions, in metaphysical traditions, that are secrets that are unlocked that we should be incorporating into our Christianity, which he was very, very against. And he says, first of all, they've totally messed up quantum physics. They've totally redefined what quantum physics is. And in like, for one example, he says the idea um, of doing a uh, meditative Christian prayer where they repeat a sound over and over and over again, not a word, a sound, and they say, find your sacred word, repeat it over and over again, because it unlocks a consciousness in you to reach a deeper state with God. And he's like, no, he's like, no, you reach a deeper state with God because it is relational. Right. You know, you are trying to communicate to a being. It's God is a person. You do not need to unlock a metaphysical sphere in order to reach God. It is a relational um, experience. And they say, well, okay, what about in Revelation where the, where the angels are crying, holy, 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 and we repeat that after. He says, you are in reverence to God repeating his holiness. It's like, I, I'm not against repeating words. He's like, their intention is to reach a deeper state of consciousness in order to claim they're drawing closer to God. But we do not need a metaphysical connection to draw closer to God. We use God's word and our relationship to Jesus Christ to the father. I abide in him and therefore you abide in me. Mm. It was just really awesome. So if any of you, are, you know, former new agers and you want a like very clear explanation of what those practices are that are unacceptable, he does a, a really, Sounds like it's, it's not job. like uh, what we talked about yesterday in the devotional about sin, about little sins, little sins, little sins here and there. We're thinking not a big deal. It's a little sin. A little sin, it's a little sin. It's the repetition, the normalization of sin that exactly. turns into a iceberg exactly. that takes out a ship. Um, and as Kate is saying, so scary. How many Christians do yoga and promote it? Same as same as some message uh, massage techniques. Feels good, but it is wicked. Like right gain reflexology. Mm -hmm. They work with Hindu Hindu meridian zones and very dangerous. 
It was yep. this dude you're talking about. Um, what was his name? Oh, good grief. I have to look that up because I listen to these guys. I listen to all their podcasts and he was a guest on their show, but I will get the name for you, Cindy and, and messenger it to you. Um, and what was I going to say? There was something about, oh, totally thought just escaped me. Yep. And, um, Lisa saying Billy Crone has great teachings on the same subject matter of yoga and crystals too. Yeah. So important because we let these little things like creep in and before you know it, we're, um, we're deep into a practice that mm. is not, um, God honoring. Is Pilates a type of yoga? No. Pilates is an exercise. It's an exercise. Oh, good. Because I love Pilates. Of, yeah, it's based on a principle sort <laughs> of a ballerina. Where you keep saying we're going to go to the Pilates yes. place down the street. We got to do that. Got to try that. Um, and Cindy said, yes, she talked about the little sins being part of her message. Oh, that's awesome. So exciting. And uh, Kate's talking about Ray Comfort. Uh, There's a way you're clicking the button know, for some reason. Because I'm not, no, because I'm not hiding this one first. And saying it was a great teaching, same as in the 60s and 70s. Great how he simply leads others to Jesus. Amen. I love his plan of witnessing at the king's coronation. Oh, I gotta hear what that is. I listen tonight. Yeah. Um, hmm. and Cindy's asking us not to critique her church. Oh, <laughs> yeah, it's the, it was, it's, it's not we a biblical never. practice. I was just <laughs> making a ridiculous joke, but. Um, it, me and Andy sometimes have just really dark senses of yep. humor and we unleash them on people sometimes. And they're just kind of like, yeah, what did you just say? I, I kind of shocked her when I said, are you selling us a timeshare? <laughs> she, she goes, she looked at me like, no, I go, oh, that was supposed to be a joke. I'm so sorry. <laughs> it was a hard sell phone. So we're just not oh used gosh. to it. We just don't she have that at our so church. excited to see us. It was yeah. awesome. I mean, she was, I mean, it was, it was nice to see somebody that's so excited about their church. Right. We just were like, whoa, where'd you come from? She came with a bag and the <laughs> brochures and here's your bag and here's your brochures. And let me we show you where the entrance is. Song. Let me show you where the restrooms are, which was, uh, it, it was like, we're like, oh, what, what happened? Like, <laughs> And our church is so the opposite of this that it's just like most people are like, why, why are you coming? Are you from another place? Are you? I mean, we is, is your church full? Like, why are you here? <laughs> You're just making our church more crowded. Oh my gosh! Okay, saying I had to study origins when I was training as a sports remedial massage therapist. Mm -hmm. What's origins? I don't know what that is. Do you? No. Cindy said she was just joking. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. Um, it seems like we did so much more. Well, we went shopping. It's my birthday. I don't know if you guys know that. It's his uh, birthday month. And he wants uh, an entire you month. need to know my address. Just uh, private <laughs> message me. Stop. What? It's my birthday. No. It's my birthday month. Yes, I pray for you. Oh, pray for me. Pray for another six, 61 years. Do you want to live really late along? Yeah. Really? Oh, no, my I have God. a lot of work to do. I'm terrified. We got to start a church. We have to grow a church. I'm terrified of living and being too old. Really? Yeah. I don't care. I'm always going to be. Will you let me wear a wig if my hair falls out like my mom? Sure. <laughs> you know, people grow old. You know, they actually start to look old. I know. Are you going to dump me? No. Okay. No, that was just when we first met. I was wondering if you were wearing a wig because your hair is um, your hair is amazing. I was just looking at your eyes right now. You Your eyes are fantastic. <laughs> oh, I think. Yes, I love your eyes. But, um. Yeah, we went shopping today. There was something I was going to say about shopping today that uh, was not related to my birthday. It was actually. Oh, really? Lisa's saying it's a birthday month. Her adult children are also born in this month. Nah. <laughs> Very good. And Cindy's saying her birthday is next month, a 420 baby. What month is it nine months before March? Like what month did you get pregnant? Your mom get pregnant? Yeah. Like, is it, is it cold? <laughs> <laughs> three months back six months no august august oh no june oh must be vacation time yeah palm springs they were in palm springs yeah mexico they used to like to go to mexico don't go to mexico by the way anybody wow people stay, getting kidnapped out of mexico and... my god wow like i don't crazy. even know why i had friends that just went they walked across the border to go get some ibuprofen or something well, you know like, what, what are you doing you think that was safe because all of them are coming here so you think oh, it's okay? It's, it's safe oh no, they're, they're, those uh, the cartels are crazy. They're so powerful now. They they've wow. been able to overtake law enforcement. Like, law enforcement doesn't even mess with them anymore. 
they out Mexican law enforcement. Yeah, they outgun and the military. The cartels have better weapons than the military. Um. Oh, I know what I was thinking about. It wasn't about shopping. Is while we were shopping, we got in a discussion about uh, what's happening with the banks. <laughs> oh my gosh! I, I mean, called it, the bank dude. I was like, "Dude, am yeah. I like, am I going to lose my life savings tomorrow? Like, I need to know." Oh, but he had a really in intelligent explanation. That, that's he where is. I wanted to go. Oh, you want me to tell him what I, I, the explanation was? Yeah. <laughs> so I did. I want to hear. I didn't end up yeah. hearing. Yeah. So he was explaining that, uh, first of all, the government's come out and said they will make everyone whole mm. beyond FDIC limits. So they, they said the was, vaccine worked too. Yeah, but and he says, but we own the printing press. And <laughs> okay. I was like, okay, that's comforting because we do. He's like FDIC guarantee and the government backing it, they just print more money. So is he, how much is it going to be worth at the end? Doesn't matter, but at least you will be mm. made whole. Uh, but he says, what happened is, is that this ASB, is that what it's called? No. Um, CSB is discussing yeah, isn't it? Yeah. Um, Silicon Valley's SFB, Silicon Valley Bank. SVB, SVB, yeah. SVB um, is that they had, they didn't have mom and pop um, depositors. They had very, very large corporate, like billions of dollar depositors. When one pulled out and notified others, hey, I just pulled out, it became a rush on the, on the bank. So he's like, it's not because they had bad paper like 2008. He's like, this is not 2008. They weren't holding, you know, mortgage-backed securities and bad paper, um, which led to a, you know, a collapse across the entire market. They had large depositors that pulled out, and that's why it collapsed that bank. So I heard two things that are slightly different. Okay. That Etsy is one of them, which Etsy, the company, is a huge business, but Etsy now has to pay a bunch of mom and pop people that they can't pay right now that they're saying there's going to be a delay in paying the people that make coffee because cups. Because they folded with SFB or mm, they pulled out? They can't get most of their money out. The, uh, the, so, the other thing that is, makes it difficult. But that's not different it, than what he said. Well, then I heard that it's only guaranteed up to $200,000. So if you had $2 million, you're only going to get $200,000 of the insurance. So this is the problem. Uh, okay. So the, Federal government said they will make whole the depositors of SFB, but the subsidiary depositors or investors in the companies that lost money. Okay, so there were mm. big depositors that pulled out with all of their money before it collapsed. Mm. Then there were depositors left with SFB that have lost everything. The government agrees to make whole depositors of SFB, mm. but they didn't guarantee to make whole all of the owners and donors and stockholders of those okay. subsidiary companies but technically if they make etsy whole El etsy should not default to its customers and to mm. its holding wow only under this administration does this nonsense happen <laughs> i mean all at once it would be one thing if it was just collapsing of banks but it's because of their policies the overspending the recession, the everything, the inflation, everything that it has it, to do with that, it, it causes a whole effect of a whole bunch of things. It just yeah. continues on where everybody begins to worry about money. And you have a lot of people that aren't working that should be working. I mean, it's a, it's a, a, a whole bunch of shenanigans that are going on. So he's saying, yeah, she heard it's also the 250,000 limit. Mm -hmm. And it just depends on, and actually I heard what Steve um, said too, that the, the government guaranteed to make people whole. Mm all of SFB's depositors, but that does not mean everybody down the chain will be made whole. Okay. Um, and Elisa is saying SFB isn't elitist technocratic bank with very specific clients and they chose to put money in an, FD, a, an FDIC non-accredited bank and taxpayers shouldn't bail them out in my opinion. Mm. Hmm. I think you mean SFB is an elitist technocratic bank with very specific clients, but I don't know. That I don't know at all. Yeah. It's like yes. bailing out the auto industry, you know, back in the day when they were making cars that people didn't want and they were falling apart. <laughs> like, well, like, why are we? Why are we? See, in 2008, this is exactly what they did. They bailed out Wall Street, and Wall Street did not bail out the mm. thousands of people who lost their pensions. Yeah. So the same thing Etsy could do is that Etsy's made whole, but their stockholders are not. It's it's a horrible it's a horrible problem. Wow. Because that's exactly what happened, how people lost their um, pensions in 2008. Yeah, correct her statement. 
Okay, is a technocratic elitist. Yeah. That's that's what I thought you meant. It happens. It's uh, when you watch it on Christmas. your phone. And, um, yeah, it's uh, it's interesting times, Snooks. It really is. We have God. We have God, and we know how it ends. Jesus. We know how it ends. Jesus. <laughs> We're looking at uh, the we solar had a, power generator. We had, yeah. How do you know? We you just know me so well. I do. We got it. We we probably should really think about that. I I don't know. I just I just worry about something that only has like ten hours of power. It can only run a microwave for fifty one minutes. Well, if, if it's under the sun and the it'll it'll continue as long as we, we have, have sun. Literally... It's a nighttime. It it will it last through the night is the big question. Well, it takes that's where 10 we hours only plug in power. the thing. Only plug in the things that we need at night when we don't have a sun we have extra propane tanks for the gas two gas uh boilers because we can boil water we can do everything on those we need to probably get a couple more of those we, that's that's the most important because we have yeah. stoves so, and we have lots of mouths to feed yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and i'm worried about the air water purifier the too. thing i'm thinking about doing and i was going to talk to you about it is uh the slope over here against the fence is turning that into a garden uh vegetable tomatoes and cucumbers and yeah. All that kind of stuff. So uh, okay, it's like, I don't understand what you guys are talking about. Um, so we are so a mild form of preppers, which is that if everything collapse or is you don't, you're, maybe you're about the bank, maybe you're talking about the bank. Yeah, we-, we had a, a major um, bank collapse um, this week. And we're talking about what's going to happen Monday. Like some people are saying, oh, it's going to cause a domino effect across a whole bunch of banks, which led me to call the bank guy and ask him, oh, God, are we going to wake up tomorrow with no money? Um, and that was the explanation he gave. And if you're talking about the solar power generator, <laughs> so that we can cook food for our army that's at home. <laughs> Once the bank shut down, you can't get money out and they won't uh, let us make transfers and purchases and that kind of stuff. Um, and so we're going to, I mean, we're going to start farming schnooks. The kids. Maybe you're going to start farming yes. with your tribe. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I am so bad. I literally killed green peppers. Like, yeah. I, I could not. I tried that last time I was prepping in DC and it was a disaster. Yeah. The only thing I was able to grow was mint. Here in California, you can grow any, almost anything. We got sun. Oh. Now we have plenty of rain. Nice. Yeah, it'll be good. And then we'll have so many vegetables, we'll be giving it to the neighbors. <laughs> and yes, and Cindy says we have God. We have God. Amen. Yep. God is good. I mean, good. but there's no sense in being hungry when you have God. <laughs> yes. So. My, my little snuggums cannot be hungry. <laughs> I don't like being hungry, which is probably something God will test me with. But nonetheless, we could at least try. All right. Someone we should land this plane with a prayer for um, our... our... <laughs> <laughs> to Some soften joke. our hearts and for our, our world. So it'll be, you know. Yeah. It'll... And if you don't mind, I'd like to pray for tomorrow too. Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, Cindy's saying she's a mild prepper too. Yay. And she got a generator when she moved out. I mean, that's a must in Oklahoma just because, you know, tornado will take out your power. I mean, you see that on the news constantly every year. So good, good choice, Cindy. And she's planting her spring garden. Nice. Yay. Okay. So we're going to land the plane with prayer. Uh, uh, You guys, we are going um, to an event uh, for um, a church. Uh, It's a, it's a, it's not a Bible study. It's a life group of sorts. It's a, um, a long-term mature Christian man and his wife, and they run this meeting to basically invite their friends and um, non-believers, believers, and they just have people give their testimonies. Each, I think every month is someone's testimony. And it's their way of um, encouraging people to find a relationship with Christ. So I am the speaker tomorrow. And just please pray for me that um, the Lord will give me the words to draw people closer to Christ. And those who do not yet know him uh, will meet him. It sounds like they want to know what famous people you met is really important to them. Well, you know what? There's, <laughs> But you know why? Because they feel like there's a star appeal mm. to finding somebody that had some interesting past and still chose Jesus. I think that's what they, oh. they think the point is. Is as opposed to just, you know. Hey, yeah, I was a Muslim lady and Jesus looked better. <laughs> yeah, you know, like, and that you came out of LA, Beverly Hills, and believe in Jesus Christ, which is a uh, which is rare. rare. Yeah. Absolutely rare. It's like the dodo bird. Not that you're a dodo bird. Not that you're <laughs> like the dodo bird. You can believe that my husband just called me a dodo bird. 
I do like a little bit like a dodo bird. I like curly hair, skinny like a flagpole, a little bit like a dodo bird. <laughs> no. I gotta pull up a picture of a dodo bird. <laughs> okay, folks. Enough kidding around. Okay. Uh, thank you. Uh, um, thank you, Lord. Thank you uh, for the joy of the Lord. Thank you for uh, just the love you give in our hearts. Just to help us to love our neighbors, to just love people around us that may be unlovable and uh, that maybe the kind words we say to them may be uh, the only nice things that they've heard that day. Lord, give us a, a servant's heart that we may be um, your hands and feet of Jesus when we uh, walk on the earth and as we go around our every day uh, throughout our lives, Lord. And um, bless our country. Uh, allow us to stand in the gap for our leaders that um, are obviously either do not know you or deny your power, Lord. And um, we just pray that they come to saving faith in Christ. We wish that um, nobody should be outside the saving grace of Christ, Lord. And we know that that's your heart too. Uh, we're so grateful for the opportunity to witness to others and um, just give us the opportunities each and every day, Lord, um, to talk about how you have miraculously changed our lives. Our friends, Kate and Lisa and Cindy that are on this broadcast have amazing testimonies. Just if people they stood next to in the grocery store knew um, what they've been through um, before they got to this day, they would just, um, <laughs> they would love you too, Lord. So thank you for our testimonies. Thank you for the things that you've done in and through us and will continue to do, Lord. We're so grateful. We love you. In Jesus's mighty name, we pray. Amen. Amen. Awesome. All right, my friends, we love you guys. And we need chickens. I don't want chickens. It's so messy and dirty. Yeah, but they, 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 those fresh eggs are amazing. But again, yeah. so many eggs that we were giving them to neighbors. Yeah, we have to put a little chicken coop. Yeah, we can do that. We'll drive our neighbors crazy. <laughs> All right, my friends, we love you. God bless. Love you. Good night. Take care. Bye.